0: Chapter Three of the Way of Perfection. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulet The Way of Perfection by Saint Teresa of Avila, translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter Three. She continues the subject of the first chapter, exhorts the sisters continually to pray to God, that he may protect those who labor for the church. Returning then to that for which especially our Lord has assembled us together in this house, and for this object, I desire that we may likewise contribute something, in order to please his majesty. I say that seeing the evils of the age are so numerous and great, human strength is not sufficient to stop much less to quench the fire enkindled by these heretics, which still burns so furiously. I think, then, it is necessary to do what is done in time of war. For when the enemy has overrun the whole country, the king thereof, seeing himself pressed on all sides, retires into some town, which he ordered to be well fortified. And from thence he sometimes assaults the enemy, and those within the town, being select warriors, are able to do more singly than many faint-hearted soldiers altogether, so that oftentimes a victory is gained by this means. At least, if not gained, it is not lost. For as there is no traitor among them, they cannot be taken except by famine. Now, here there can be no famine, so as to make us surrender. Die we may, but never can we be vanquished. But why have I said this? that you may understand, my sisters, that what we are to beg of God is, that none of us who are today within the castle of good Christians may go over to the enemy, and that God may take the captains of this castle or city, that is, the preachers and doctors, completely victorious in the way of our Lord. And since most of them are in religious orders, pray that these may advance more and more in perfection, and in their vocation, a point very necessary since now as i have said the ecclesiastical and not the secular power must help us and since we women are unable to assist our king either in one or the other let us endeavour to be such that our prayers may aid these servants of god who with so much labour have fortified themselves with learning and virtue and are now striving to help our lord you may perhaps ask why i press this point so much and tell you to help those who are much better than ourselves i will tell you the reason because i do not think you sufficiently understand how much you owe to our lord for having brought you to a place where you are so free from cares from occasions of sin and conversation with the world this is a very great favor which they have not received of whom i am speaking nor is it fit they should in these times less than in others because they are to be the persons who must strengthen the weak and encourage the faint-hearted can soldiers remain well without their captains these must live among men and converse with men and live in courts and sometimes even exteriorly conform to them think you my daughters that little is required for conversing with the world and living in the world and carrying on the business of the world and, as I have said, conforming ourselves to the conversation of the world, and at the same time to be in our interior strangers to the world, and enemies of it, and to live as one in exile. Yea, in a word, to live not as men, but as angels. If they be not so, they deserve not the names of captains. And may our Lord never allow them to leave their cells, for they will do more harm than good because it is not now the time to notice imperfections in those who are to instruct others. And if these be not interiorly strengthened, by understanding how important it is to trample all things underfoot, to be disengaged from transitory affairs, and to fix our attention only on what is eternal, however much they may desire to conceal such imperfections, they are sure to be known. With whom have they to deal, but with the world? Never have any fear about their being pardoned, or that any imperfection can escape being discovered. Many good actions will pass unobserved, and perhaps not be considered as such. But for one bad action, for one imperfection, let them not hope for such an indulgence. I wonder who it is that shows the world such perfection, and yet not practice it, except to condemn others. To the practical part, they seem to consider themselves not at all obliged, thinking they do a great deal, If they tolerably observe the commandments. And sometimes what in reality is virtue, to them, seems a mere gratification. Think not then, that this great battle in which they are engaged requires little assistance from God. No, it requires a very great deal. I entreat you to endeavor to be such, that we may be worthy to obtain these two things from God. The first is, that among the many learned and religious whom we have, many may be found possessed of the abilities necessary for this object, as I have before mentioned, and that our Lord would make those better who are not so well prepared, since only one perfect man will be able to do more than many imperfect ones. The second is, that after engaging in this contest, which, as I have said, is no insignificant one, our Lord may protect them, that so they may escape the many dangers of the world, and stop their ears, in this dangerous ocean against the songs of the sirens and if we can obtain anything from god in this respect we fight for him even though we are enclosed here and i shall consider the pains well bestowed which i have taken in erecting this house where i likewise intended that this rule of our lady and empress should be observed with the same perfection as it began do not consider it useless continually to make this petition For there are some people who consider it hard, not to pray much for their own souls. And what prayer is better than this? If you be troubled lest the punishment of purgatory should not be diminished, be assured that it will be lessened by this kind of prayer. And what does it matter, even though I should stay in purgatory till the day of judgment, if only one be saved by my prayers? How much more if many should be benefited and God's honor promoted? Make no account of pains which end, when some service may be done for him who suffered so much for us. Always learn what is the most perfect, since you will always have to deal with learned persons, as I shall earnestly request you to do so, and shall give you the reasons for it. I, therefore, entreat you, for the love of our Lord, to beseech his majesty to hear this, our prayer. I, though so miserable a wretch, beg this favor of his majesty since it is for his glory and for the welfare of his church for my desires tend to this object it seems presumptuous to think that i shall in any way obtain this favor still i trust o my lord in these your servants who are here and who i know neither desire nor aim at anything else but to please you for you they have given up the little they had and more they would wish to have possessed Wherewith to serve you. And thou, O my Creator, art not ungrateful that I should think that thou wilt refuse to grant what they request of you. When you lived in this world, you did not, O Lord, repulse women from you, but rather you always favoured them with great compassion. When we ask you for honours, revenues, money, or anything that savours of the world, do not hear us. But for the honour of your Son, why should you not, O eternal Father, hear one who would lose a thousand honours and a thousand lives for you? Not for our sakes grant this favour, O Lord, since we do not deserve it, but hear us through the merits of the blood of your Son. O eternal Father, behold, so many scourgings, so many injuries, and such grievous torments are never to be forgotten. O my Creator, how can such tender bowels as yours endure? that what was instituted by your son, through such burning love, and the more to please you, for you commanded him to love us, should be so undervalued by these heretics, who now at this very time despise the most holy sacrament, for by destroying the churches they deprived that most blessed victim of a habitation. It would indeed be something to complain of, if thy son had neglected doing anything which might please you, but he fulfilled everything most perfectly." Was it not enough, Eternal Father, that while he lived he had no place whereon to lay his head, that he was always in the midst of labors? Must they now take away those places also, which he made use of for entertaining his friends, because he saw we were weak, and knew that they who are to labor must of necessity be supported by such food? Has he not most abundantly overpaid for Adam's sin? Every time that we commit sin again, must this most loving lamb pay for it? Do not suffer this, O my emperor. May your majesty be appeased. Look not on our sins, but on your most holy Son, who redeemed us, and on his merits, and on those of his glorious mother, and of so many saints and martyrs who suffered death for you. But alas, O my Lord, who am I that have presumed to offer up this petition in the name of all? What a bad advocate you have, my daughters, to be heard and to have your petition presented by me. What if the Supreme Judge, seeing me so bold, should rather be the more incensed? He might deservedly and justly be so, but behold, O Lord, thou art now a God of mercy. Show it to this miserable sinner, this poor worm, who is thus so bold with you behold my god my desires and the tears with which i beg this favour of thee forget my works through thy infinite goodness have compassion on so many souls that perish and defend thy church no longer permit any more destruction in christendom illuminate now this darkness I beseech you, my sisters, recommend also to his majesty this poor sinner, and beg of him to give her humility, for this is a duty to which you are bound. I do not command it particularly for kings and prelates of the church, especially our own bishop. I see you are at present so very careful in this respect, that I think there is no necessity to enjoin this obligation. But come who may afterwards, if they have a holy superior, such will be his subjects. As this, therefore, is so very important, always recommend it to our Lord. But when your prayers and desires and disciplines and fastings are not directed to this object, which I have mentioned, remember that you do not aim at it, nor accomplish that end, for which our Lord assembled you here together. End of chapter 3